0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com slash connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. So if you were to ask, uh, let me before I get there, before I get there, I've got I to read scripture here. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the, the Christmas story kind of right here in uh, Luke chapter 2. Uh, We're going to talk about the shepherds. Uh, In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those who He's pleased. Okay? So we're going to talk about peace. We're talking talk about the shepherds a little bit today. Before we get there, though, let me tell you a story. Uh, probably if you ask anybody in my family what my favorite part of Christmas is, they will tell you that my favorite thing about Christmas is opening presents. <laughs> uh, I'm the one that they know is gonna get excited about it. I have it planned out where I can open the first gift and the last gift usually. You know, I I, I, I just, I, I enjoy that. I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy opening presents. Uh, probably more than I enjoy actually ha- having the presents, I enjoy opening the presents. But one of the other things, the thing that really, I really love is the day when the Christmas presents end up under the Christmas tree. When you come in and the, you remember when you are a kid and you come in and sudden there were Christmas presents under the tree and you're going through and you're looking for your name on them. You remember that, that feeling? That was, gr- that was a great feeling. I love, like, I love the, when you look at the presents, you try to figure out what was in it. You know, you shook it and those kind of things. My wife told me yesterday that she's not going to wrap any presents for me this year because she's tired of me ra- figuring out what it is before it's time for me to. Um, and, and, uh, but I always love that. I always love that anticipation and that, that trying to guess what, what's coming. And uh, one year, probably the, the height of this, I was four years old. Um, and, and, we were at my grandparents' house, and they were doing something down in the garage, and I know what was going on, and finally I figured out that what it was was they were wrapping a Christmas present for me and my sister. And the present, uh, when my parents came and picked us up that day, this was a few weeks before Christmas, they sent the present home with us, the, the, this giant box. I mean, it was, I, I don't know, it was huge, and I don't know, it was probably only this big at that point, but to me, four years old, it was this giant box, and it went home with us that day. And I remember it sat next to our Christmas tree for forever, it felt like. It sat there, and every day I'd see it, and I'd think, what could be in that box? I was trying to ma- imagine what toy is big enough to fit in that giant box, you know? I was trying to, trying to piece it together. And, uh, you know, m- maybe it's not one toy, maybe it's a whole bunch of toys. Think about how many He-Man action figures could fit in that box right there. And so my brain just had all these, uh, these you know, thoughts. And so Christmas morning comes... And that is what I'm counting down to. I don't care about Santa. I don't care about anything else. I want to open this box, this giant box. that has been next to my Christmas tree for a month now. And I get there, and I start pulling, me and Kristen, we start pulling the wrapping paper off. And uh, we realize that what it is, y'all ready? It's a table. <laughs> All right? And, I, and unfortunately, we had a video camera hooked up to the VCR. And so we have this on tape, and I say, and with the best Southern drawl ever, I say, a table? <laughs> and I say, just stop, Chris, it's a table. And, and so i I given up, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's not a big deal, but then the video camera shuts off if you watch the tape. I don't know if I remember this actually happened or I just remember watching the videotape. but uh, it shuts off and then when it comes back, it's me and Kristen sitting there playing at the table. So, you know, we, we, we end up enjoying it, but you know, just a few weeks ago, I was at my parents' house And I walked in to to get my daughter, and uh, they were watching her, and, and I couldn't find her anywhere And I finally found she was in the unfinished room upstairs with her cousin Colin And they were sitting there playing drawing coloring at that table at that table sitting there and And so you know thinking now thinking through all this I'm thinking you know That's probably one of the greatest gifts I ever got at Christmas was this table that at the moment when you know 32 years ago when I got it I was like, you know, a table, but now I'm like, wow, think of all the memories, all the things that have been created sitting here, you know, all the different, you know, Play-Doh and, and uh, uh, board games, all sorts of things that have gone on right here at this table, and so it just goes to show that sometimes when we get a gift, sometimes we don't realize the true nature of it, you know, and that's really what this whole sermon series has been about. It's really been about noticing what the true nature of the thing that we've been given is. And so I want to do that again today. But in order to do that, I'm going to need to open some presents. As you know, I'm really worried that I'm going to back up into this. It's my biggest fear right now. I'm going to knock it and it's going to fall everywhere. Uh, Larry Lamb, who are you going to send me? Lee Bear. Lee Bear. Come on, come on, brother Lee. <laughs> Have you opened a present yet this year? Uh, about to. Oh, you're about to. You are. I want you to open this one right oh, here. Yeah. Frosty. Nice Frosty the snowman. Yeah. You, you don't mind if I keep the suspense going? <laughs> Real slow? Yeah, I like Good. I like the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be kind to you. Oh, <laughs> look at here. What is right, it? It's Battleship, right on. <laughs> yeah. You ever played this before? I have. You have? Yep. Right, so you know a little bit about the game? A little bit. Um. What uh, Tell me, how do you win? <clears throat> well, first of all, you put your your uh, sp- uh, battleships in different places on the board. Yeah. And then the other guy has to guess according to A, B, C, and yeah, one through ten. <laughs> okay. And then he guesses, and you tell him it's a hit or a miss. Yeah. And if he gets a hit, then he keeps number and getting closer to that number. And next thing you know, you got him. And so, uh, but but eventually, if if you lose, what's the what do you say when? You know what? what did you see on the commercial a minute ago when you, when someone? You sunk my battleship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are words you don't want to say. Yeah. Those are the words you don't want to <laughs> say. All right. Well, that's that's battleship. Thank you, thank you, brother. Lee. Thank you. <laughs> All right. the, uh, so battleship, uh, I'm, this is gonna drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's someone and they're trying to sink your battleship, right? You don't want your battleship to get sunk. Someone is out to get you. And on the side of this wall here, you can't see exactly what's going on over there, but you know, they're trying to get to you before you can win, right? And sometimes that's how we view the world we've been given. That's how we view maybe even God, that God is out to get us, that God's playing this game, it's rigged, and he's he's out to get us. He's got a target on our back, you know, that he's just waiting for us to make one small misstep so he can hurl a bolt of lightning and wipe us off the face of the earth. And that's, that's a horrible way to live, and we, we, but we, some of us, whether we know it or not, that's the way we live sometimes. And uh, these shepherds even, you know, when the, these angels appeared, they were filled with fear is what, what the scripture says there. It says they were filled with fear. Why? Because for hundreds of years before that, uh, if you look back at human history, at the way religion was set up up to that point. It's all about appeasing the gods. You know, it's all about making sure the gods aren't angry with us, making sure that, you know, we, we've, we've sacrificed enough or done whatever so we don't, you know, they don't wipe our crops out or send a plague on us or whatever. <clears throat> and, and so, I mean, that's the way all human, humanity functioned, mostly, uh, you know, when it came to, you know, their interaction with, with God, you know, with, with their, whatever they believed in. But Jesus came as a a message of goodwill, a message uh, and a promise of peace, that that something different was happening, that that's maybe our idea of God is completely wrong. Paul said it like this uh, in Romans. He said, therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, a good person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. That's that's what we've been given at Christmas, is that peace with God. We've been given a way to enter into a relationship with God, to have a friendship with him. He's not, he's not coming at us. He's not angry at us. He wants a relationship with us and he loves us. That's the peace that is promised to us at Christmas. And I, and I want to dig a little bit more into that, but before I can, I'm going to open another gift, okay? Uh, Caroline Hurdle. She's walled out. Send me somebody else. Alex, come on down. All right. Let me think here. What am I doing? Here we go. This one. There we go. Good job. Is it Disney? It is Disney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you familiar with this? Yes. It's a Rubik's Cube. A Rubik's Cube. Show it off to everybody. Right? Can you open it up? I don't know. I think it opens easily. Maybe. Hopefully. Possibly. No. no. Yeah, rip it, rip it. Okay, break it. It'll break it? Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, all right, you already go into town. Oh yeah. You can't not touch one of these things and not move it around. So you're mess- you're messing it up. You're shifting everything around. Mhm. All right. <laughs> Pull the stickers off. Someone says. Yeah, yeah. So once you got it all good, jump it right around there. I mean, if you or you're going, go. Okay. You're doing it. Make it it happen. So now, can you can you put it back? Oh no. No. So it's 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 already too far gone. Oh yeah. It's out of the box for what? Has it been a minute yet? Not even. Okay. (laughs) Do you know the first like even the first step? I mean, you gotta keep moving it. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep moving it. Just keep moving it. Hoping it gets better. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. All right. Um, so that's the Rubik's Cube. Is we, we, maybe sometimes that's the way we look at the world too. It's like that Rubik's Cube, is we get it and we see it and it's so messed up and we think, How can everything ever go back to the way it's supposed to be? How can it ever get better? And we look at our lives and we think that we even think, think Where do we even begin? What's the first step? I don't, I don't even know the first step, you know, there's too many things that are messed up, like, how can we ever get back here, okay, and uh, uh, so maybe that's you, maybe you're looking at the world, and you're thinking that the shepherds, the same way, you know, if you read this story, if you look back at the story we read a minute ago uh, of the shepherds, uh, if you look at the very beginning of that chapter, you see where, where Caesar has decided to have a census done, and so he wants everybody to go back to their hometown, so this one man makes a decision, and everybody just has to do what he says, everybody has to go and go to their own hometown, and the shepherds were living in this world. They were living under the rule of, of, of Rome, and that was that was their reality. That's where they were. Um, they, they weren't free at all. <laughs> they didn't have any freedom um, as far as, as that was concerned as deciding, you know, the things that we enjoy today as far as deciding, you know, you know things like that. And, um, but in, in, that, in that country in where they lived, they were probably constantly thinking, you know, just maybe even hopeless, looking around, just thinking, can everything ever go back to the way it's supposed to be? And when you get like that, when you begin to look around and begin to look at, look at things too much in that mindset, you become hopeless, you become afraid, right? You become just, just, just completely overwhelmed with, with worry and anxiousness, anxiety. And, uh, uh, the, but the, the angel... Uh, I love the very first two words that the angel said for fear not. Fear not. That's, that's how the Christmas message starts, is, is fear not. The angel begins with that. So, so if, like, if you're afraid of what's about to happen, if you're afraid of what's going on, fear not. Don't worry. God's got something planned. He's doing something amazing right here, right now. God's message to us at Christmas begins with fear not. Jesus' birth. It, it, it wasn't just a baby being born. It's not just a, a happy little thing we put on Christmas cards and, and we see, you know, in, in yard displays and those kind of things. But it, it, it signaled a shift in the trajectory of human history. When Jesus came, it was, something, it was, it was a change completely of where we were headed before and where, where we're headed now. And uh, the, the end point that God wants to get us to, let, let me share that with you. It's in Revelations 21. This is, this is what he wants. Worried about how the world, how the story's going to turn out, how your life's going to turn out. This is what God's plan is, his, his dream, ultimate dream is. At the very end, the very end of the Bible, you know, the last couple of pages, it uh, says God's home is now among his people, and he will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and here's the good part. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain, and all these things go on forever. And and the one sitting on the throne, Jesus says, look, I am making everything new. I'm making everything new. So if you're worried, you, you see how messed up it is. How can it ever go back? With Jesus, everything's possible. He's making it new, right? And he's inviting us to be part of that. He's inviting us to be part of, of everything get, getting better, all right? Uh, but to get there, to talk about that a little more, uh, uh, Bailey, why don't you come up? Bailey, you were, you were invited up a minute ago. It's going to throw everything off a little bit, but y'all just run with me. Uh, everybody that's calling people out, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bailey, come on, give her a hand. <laughs> Bailey, I'm sorry, it's a mess up here. I don't even know what to do. There we go. This is yours. Okay, Okay, can you open it? I I don't know. Have you ever seen one of these before? This might be be a throwback. No No idea. No idea what this is. Hold it up for everybody. Does anybody else know what this is? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I think I have seen one like this. What do you do?
1: What do you do with it? it?
0: Okay. Can, can you, is it working right now? Is it in operation? Like, Can you try it out? No, I think you don't have to open it. I think you can. Uh, is it working? Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you see? A leopard. A what? A leopard. A leopard? Oh, sorry. Can you, you can click the, I think you, I'm sorry, I'm walking you through this, a tutorial. I don't know what animal that is. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't know what animal that is. <laughs> I can't help you there. That's a giraffe. A giraffe? Yeah. Okay. So look, like, how, how is it like, how does it look? Does it look look a real giraffe? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like in the forest. You okay. Like the All right. Let's the, what's it called? Viewmaster. Viewmaster. Okay, cool. All right, there's a the Viewmaster. You can figure it out later on the way home or something. Okay. <laughs> Give it up for Bailey. All right, so the Viewmaster, it's, it's, uh, Bailey was confused a little bit about it, but she, I think she figured it out well. Uh, a moment, it's a momentary illusion of a prettier place, isn't it? That's what it really is. is it's just a, a momentary illusion. Uh, you know, it looks like the world's changed. It looks like you're in a different place, but when you pull the viewmaster away, what? You're, you're still where you, you didn't leave. And maybe even, know, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's, there's a 3D effect in there. You know, the pictures a little different, so it looks like you could really reach out and touch you know, the, the giraffe or the cheetah or whatever the other animal was that Bailey saw that she couldn't identify. Um, but there's a, there is, it looks like it's real. It looks like there's some depth there, but there really isn't. It's really just an illusion. And sometimes I think that's what we settle for, is we settle for things in our life that bring us peace like that. That are just a distracting illusion for a few seconds. It may appear that things have changed. It may appear for a moment that you feel a little better, you know, that, you, you, that, that that your outlook has changed a little bit. But truthfully, the problems are still there. Truthfully, there's still bad things going on around us. It may look like there's some depth there, but really the things that we're finding peace in aren't bringing us peace. They're bringing us a distraction. They're bringing us a way to escape reality. And uh, sometimes that just happens. But but like with the shepherds, you know, you hear they're out in the, in the wilderness somewhere, you know, uh, with their sheep. And that sounds pretty good, you know, just go out there and disconnect from everything. That sounds kind of good sometimes. Uh, but we have so many ways to escape, right? We have so many ways, so many things in our lives that we use to escape the problems that we're facing around us. We have so many, um, you know, those, those things. And uh, Christmas can even turn into one of those things, you know, that just for a few days we're going to pretend like everything's fine. We're going to pretend that everything's perfect. But here's the thing is anything that brings you peace in life apart from Jesus is only a temporary distraction. Anything else, I mean, it's just temporary. are you saying nothing else matters? But matters? I'm saying that you find meaning in Jesus, you find the meaning of everything in your life through Jesus. Jesus brings a clarity to things. You know, I had a friend in high school that would often tell me he would, he uh, didn't believe in in, in, in God and, and and he made fun of me a lot. And we we it was it was a rivalry. I guess it was fun. Uh, but one of the things one of the things kind of he would say is that you know religion is for simple-minded people. You know that that need to focus on Jesus instead of what's really going on. And that's not, what, that's not what it is. It's when you focus on Jesus, you're not ignoring reality. You're focusing on the ultimate reality. You're focusing on the deepest reality there can be, is that, that God is in control, that God has everything in his hands, and that he's going he's to work it out. It's all going to be okay. So we focus on him. It brings everything in to focus. It, it brings us uh, our problems and puts them into context of what they need to be. That they're in God's hand. God has it handled. Um, and Jesus told the disciples in John 16, he said, I've said all these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have bad things happen to you. But take heart. I have overcome the world. The peace we have been given, it's not an excuse to, to ignore what's going on around us. It's an invitation to take it head on. Because we have this peace, it's not like, okay, I've got peace. Now it's a little warm blanket that I get to wrap around myself and and just, you know, block out everything else that's going on. It's 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 the peace of God that can take us through anything. So we have an opportunity to go and do amazing things because of that peace that He brought us at Christmas. That peace. Uh Martin Luther, the uh the 16th century father of uh you know the Reformation, uh he said, uh uh, he said this. He said the kingdom, the work of the church, the work of, of of God here on earth, is to be in the midst of your enemies. And he who will not suffer this does not want to be of the kingdom of Christ. He wants to be among friends, to sit among roses and lilies. I love that. Uh, so uh, that's 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 a, that's a kick in the gut, right? That is, I mean, like. Like, what do we want to do? What have we done with what God has given us? Have we, have we, have we taken it to people? Have we gone and shared it with somebody? Have we, have we done the hard things and done the difficult things? Or have we settled for the warm security blanket to just, you know, cuddle up, snuggle up, and, and shut the rest of the world out? God, God give, has given us this peace for a reason. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. But finally today, we're going to wrap up. We'll open a present, and I'm going to just, Marissa, Marissa Norton, come on, just come on. I'm sorry, I'm just calling people out now. That's how it's going. All right, Marissa, we've got one more box here. I'm making a giant mess on the stage, I'm sorry, I'm just going to, all right, one more, one more gift. Oh, you don't unwrap this one. No, you just, yeah, I had to assemble it. All right, all right. So, oh man, well, you know this game? Have you ever played this before? Um, when I was really small. Really okay. Young. My brother had one. Can, can you show me how to play it? Uh, I mean, you just kind of. You need someone else to play it with you, though, right? Yeah. I, I can't. I've got a microphone. John, do you want to come help Marissa? <laughs> come on. Here we go. I think this is better than y'all telling me how it works. All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. Y'all both started. Oh, John! She knocked you out, son. Oh, man. That was great. That was great. I think we got it. I think we understand it, don't you? How does that feel, John? Not good. Okay, That's what we figured. All right, well, thank y'all. This is rock, no, that's. Oh. yeah, take it, take it, thank you. It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. All right, so if you w- watch them play for a second, I mean, you begin to see what it is, right? It's just throwing fists, it's just back and forth. And like the commercial a minute ago, once the head pops up, then what? Just push it back down, start all over, right? It's just, it's just an endless cycle. Of, sen- uh, uh, of senseless conflict, right? That's all it is. It's just round and round again. And if you look around at the world, you think that's, that's what we've been given, you know? You say, oh, that's, that about describes it, you know? Not, I mean, not just, not just um, yes, the, the shootings, terrorist attacks, those kind of things that happen in our world, but even down to, you know, just, just people getting along at all, you know? Uh, maybe even around the Christmas table here in a couple of days uh you know get just just finding common ground. Uh if you go on Facebook, you find people or anywhere online, you find people yelling at each other about the stupidest just minutia. You know, it just it's just it just doesn't make sense. This is like, can we just all calm down for just a second, you know? And maybe we will for Christmas, but after Christmas it's it's just right back to it. Um and so our world just seems to be growing more and more like that. And uh and I think if we're not careful, just like Marissa, you know, she had, she had the open set of controllers over here, we'll think that we need, we need to jump in and play too. We'll think that, you know, everybody else is arguing about stupid stuff. I need to stand up and voice my concerns about stupid things too. And, we don't, we, we, and we'll think, you know, I need to, I need to jump in and, and fight and, and get my, my knuckles bloody and to, to add... To the noise that's going on, and here's the thing: is I will, I will fight for Jesus, but there's there's very few things I want to fight you on, uh, like like that, and to, to destroy our relationship because I want to be able to share Jesus with you. Does that make sense? If 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 I'm if I'm angering you about something else, that doesn't matter. Then I can't share Jesus with you. So so let's let's keep that in mind. Uh, just like the that that's that's the real message of Christmas, is that we share this peace as we share what Jesus has done for us, right? Because the angels, they came and what? They shared that good news. They shared the good news with the shepherds. And the shepherds went, and, and it says there, I don't have time to stop and read it, but uh, it's linked on the, on the notes, that uh, they, they went and they, after they saw Jesus, they went and they told everybody about what God had told them, what the angels had told them. Uh, and Jesus, as he grew, um, he modeled being an agent of peace, you know? He said that, you know, turn the other cheek. In other words, if someone punches you in one side of the face, turn and let them punch you in the other side of the face. That's, that's a hard thing to hear, right? That's a, that's a hard thing to, to listen and hear. Uh, when, uh, when he was being arrested, Peter, one of his disciples, jumped up and drew a sword and was ready to start the revolution right then and cut a guy's ear off. And Jesus slowed him down and healed the guy's ear and, and sh- shut down that real quick. And then once he was arrested, he told he told Pilate that uh, that you know if, if he was really coming to, to bring a, a revolution, to bring to bring something violent, then you know, his disciples would have already risen up. But that wasn't the kingdom he was building. He was building something deeper. He was building something better than that. And uh, so and then Paul even said, Paul Paul later wrote about, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Our our fight isn't with people. Our fight is with with the darkness and the powers uh, that, that, of evil that are present in the spiritual realm, not, not, the, not, the, not people, not human beings. Uh, and Jesus also, he, he, he championed the peacemakers. He said that blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, he said, the followers of Christ have been called to peace, and they must not only have peace, but make it. His disciples keep the peace by choosing to endure suffering themselves rather than inflicting it on others. They maintain fellowship. They they keep friendships, relationships where others would break it off. They renounce hatred and wrong. In doing so, they overcome evil with good and establish the peace of God in the midst of a world of war and hate. If you don't know Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he's, uh, real quick, uh, I, I can't go into this whole story literally only have seconds uh, but he was a preacher in 1930s 1940s Germany alright he stood up in opposition to the Nazi party and because of it he, he was he was uh, put into a prison camp and executed uh, two weeks before the American troops would have saved his life would have they liberated the camp um that's that's what he did with the peace that God gave him, and uh, that's why I'm saying like it's not a it's not a security blanket that we wrap around ourselves and just go go to sleep. It's 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 strength to make it through whatever the world throws at us, whatever happens. We've got peace that God's God's got us taken care of. We've got peace. Let me read one more thing to you, real quick, from from uh, Mr. Bonhoeffer here. It says there is. No way to peace along the way of safety. For peace must be dared. It is itself the the great venture and can never be safe. Peace is the opposite of security. To demand guarantees is to want to protect oneself. Peace means giving oneself completely to God's commandment and wanting no security. Wow. That's why why, uh, we've been given peace. It's not to hold it in a little, you know, and admire it, but to share it, to go and dare to share peace with the world. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.